Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week, we get back to a normal show after two weeks of quizzes. Well, normal for us, so absolutely not normal whatsoever. Anyway, my name is Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ, and this week we are basically doing three weeks in review. There's a lot going on. I went on a couple vacations, Jason gets a call from the FBI, and it's the return of insurance talk with Jason. And then we'll get into some Midwest bias Minnesota nice. Which is it? I don't even really know anymore. Just mix them together and it comes out the right way on the other end. And speaking of that, we talk about the 27 new food items available at this year's Minnesota State Fair. And then later find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? 27. All that plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in review. What's up this week? Oh, man. what What isn't up this week? It's been like three weeks since we've done one of these week in reviews. A lot has happened. You know, um, I guess we really have to do three weeks in review. Um, three weeks in reviews? Yes. It, wait, sure. Good is up. Yeah, I've taken two vacations yes. since we last did I'm juggling did a bunch of review. balls in the air, so good is up, yes. <laughs> good is up. Yeah, I've, I, I mean, pretty much the reason that we were recorded what we did in the last, the last two weeks was because of my vacation schedule, so. Yes. Cool. Now I'm home. Yeah, and back, and I don't have another vacation schedule for a little while yet. What, like two weekends from now? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, yep. When is the next thing that you have that you're going on a trip or something? It might be. Right now, is I it, don't think we have it, anything planned except for what? Jingle Fest in June. No. I mean... You know, you know in the month of August, you're going somewhere still, or at least September. Well, we might be going... If things work out, we might be going out to get a new car, but it's time oh. to get a new car. So then I have to drive. We, we have to drive to Montana to do that. Wait, didn't you just buy a new car? Um, th- two summers ago. Was that two years ago? Really? Uh-huh. It's been a while. How long have we been doing this podcast? I was just thinking about that. Because, <laughs> what are we doing? Because you know when I went to the, do you remember, well, the first time I went to the Boundary Waters, in, and you have since christened us the Boundary Water Babes. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the first time you went? When you, when yes, you, Like two yes. years ago when we talked about it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. And that was one of my trips was with the Boundary Water Babes, though we did not go to the Boundary Waters this year. Oh, okay. But well, um, you need a new nickname then. Well... No, because we're going to go back to the Boundary Waters. There were certain circumstances to why we didn't go this year, mainly because yeah. my my dogs at yes. the time, and no one uh, no one felt comfortable watching Wrigley, and uh, we didn't want to ask anybody to watch Wrigley when he was so sick, so we said, oh, yeah. we got to go somewhere we can take the dogs. Yeah, well, we know what happened with Wrigley, but we took Emmy, and what we did was we went to Itasca State Park, which is... Oh, cool. No, up north. So both of these trips were up north. Itasca State Park is way up there near Bemidji, and it's at the Mississippi 
River Headwaters. Oh, okay. And we took the safety hat of excellence came with us because this was a huge landmark. And, yes, uh, yep. the hat. Yes, it, the hat is going is going to go on a whirlwind trip throughout this year. Yes, it is. I'm glad you have kicked it off right with several outdoor excursions that the hat is perfect for. Absolutely. So the, we took the hat along. Um, I did not lose the hat in all the ca- the kayaking that we did. I didn't lose mm-hmm. the hat, which I was a little bit worried about. Um, but but yeah, so that's what we did, and Emmy came with and. The the highlight of this trip, besides all the food, oh my gosh, we had so much food. It's not uh, Oreos galore. But anyway, um, the the highlight was Emmy. Emmy the queen, the camping queen. She, the, the, the dog, right? Emmy the dog. The, the yeah, terrier. just make sure there wasn't another Emmy that I was going to somehow down the road call her a dog. <laughs> no. As we have seen, that is a terrible idea. Do not do that. Do not, <laughs> do not call a woman or a person a dog. Do not do that. Even though what is wrong know, with people? To me, that dogs are great. So I don't know why that has to be a, uh, an insult. But I know what you mean. Yes, you do. Yes, do you know that. what I'm talking about. Yes. I what do. is wrong with person? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Continue. Sorry. We went on this camping trip in 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 place of the Boundary Waters. And oh my gosh, were we, pr- we, they referred to it, some of the Boundary Water Babes referred to it as princess camping. Compared to what we were doing, it was. Oh, so it was, you know, lightweight. L- very lightweight. So you went to the Mississippi Headwaters? Yes, there's, an, there's a state park there. And there's, okay, so yeah. this year you were the Headwater Hose. <laughs> I don't know what's better, Headwater Hose work? or Headwater Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's got to have that little alliteration I in there. I could have went yeah. with kayak, and kayak. that would have been real bad. So we're not doing that. Yeah, well, you could kayak queens would work. Oh yeah, that's much nicer than what I was thinking. <laughs> but but um, so anyway, Emmy <laughs> Emmy's only been camping one other time in her life, and that was with Wrigley by her side. Well, this time the first night wasn't good. She was afraid of everything. She was growling hmm. at anybody walking by. And then she got used to it pretty quickly. The next day, she claimed her she got her own camping chair. Nice. She would not get on the chair without a sheet on it. The last day, we moved the sheet because we were packing up, and she looked at us like, well, where's my sheet? She is the camping queen. She's the camping queen. She went kayaking for the first time. We yeah, rented, I saw that picture. We rented one of those um, pet carriers for a bike and put her in the pet carrier and uh, she had a blast. She was exhausted. So it was a good way for us to distract her, get away from home, not mm-hmm. not wondering where Wrigley is. So we did that two weeks in a row. The other, the second trip was a cabin trip. Do you remember I talked about my cabin trip last year? This is with the Hall of Famers family. It's the f- yes. third annual trip. And mm-hmm. last year it was all about the deer flies attacking me when I was running. Correct. Horse, we had that horse, horse fly, fly deer versus fly deer fly. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, we went back to the same cabin and I was prepared. I had my duct tape on my hat and they, there was no problem with the deer, <laughs> the deer flies this year. It was awesome. <laughs> cool. But Emmy That's went cool. camping, or I'm not camping, kayaking with us there too. So she's had a good couple weeks. But the highlight, yeah. I have to tell you the highlight of this trip, the Backwoods re- Resort and Bar. This place okay. is everything. So we were in northern Wisconsin for this trip. This place is everything that I could have hoped for and more. So it's off the water. So we were boating. You pull up to it and you go, you, you know, dock your boat and you go up into the bar, Wisconsin. And and it was one of the few places 
I've ever been to where I felt did not feel out of place wearing uh, a flannel shirt, shorts, a ball cap, and flip flops into a bar. Everybody was dressed <laughs> like that. And but when we ordered alcohol, the three there was four of us. Three of them ordered alcohol, and I didn't want any because I just didn't. So anyway, I ordered coffee. And you should have seen the glare this waitress gave me. She's like, um, coffee? This is Wisconsin lady. So anyway, <laughs> but the funniest part to me was we went back there on that another day. And um, my sister-in-law said, let's get some, would you just get me something to go? Because in Wisconsin, you are allowed to get alcohol to go. And she gives her husband a Starbucks coffee mug and says, I want an Irish mule to go in that thing. And they gave it to her. They just loaded her up with her Starbucks coffee mug full of an Irish mule, and off off in the boat we went. This place was wonderful. I want an Irish mule to go in that thing. Yeah. Is a sentence that I did not think I would hear today. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I didn't even know what an Irish so, mule was until yeah. this weekend. So, so you were KWI? Uh, or- no, it was this one was a motorboat. Oh, so B U I. Yes, except voting under the influence. The, the driver. Dr- I'm assuming the driver was not. No, no. Yes. Um, I and I had just had sure. coffee, so I was, you know, under the influence of coffee. Cool. But anyway, so, that's a long answer to your question: is how long we've been doing this? Uh, three summers, three years. Yeah, I think so. It's getting up to well, triple on- digits on the episodes pretty soon. I mean, we passed. Actually, triple digits yes. a while ago, but this yeah. is the official count. Officially, which is the only thing that counts. This is only thing episode ninety-seven officially. Nice. So, so yeah, two tri- more. Two more, um, and we'll be at a hundred. So, what's going on with you this week? And well, well, actually, the last three weeks. Well, in the last three weeks, I've had a call from an FBI agent looking for somebody. <laughs> I've had a realtor send me papers to sign to finalize the lease on a condo that I'm supposedly renting in Tennessee, which I'm not renting. And I've had my insurance fight with me over paying anything on this waterfall that I have inside my house. Whoa. Okay. We need to break these down a little bit. First of all, waterfall, I'm assuming this waterfall is not by your own design. <laughs> no, it is an unintentional waterfall. An unintentional in my house. It waterfall. Is not, it is not a feature. It is not a water feature that we've had installed. It is. <laughs> okay. We have a two-story like room, like family room, mm-hmm. with like windows at the top. And apparently those have been leaking. Um, and when it storms really bad, the water rushes up against the windows and the water comes in and gets in through the windowsills and through the cracks around the windows. And it causes water to run down the inside of the wall of my house like it's a waterfall. Oh, gosh. It's crazy. I mean, we have to put, like, plastic down at the bottom and, like, towels to, like, catch it and dry it. And so, and it's been happening for a while inside the wall is what the company that came out, the restoration company said. So, they said, oh, you're probably going to have to tear out a lot of this drywall, take the insulation, replace it, dry out the, you know, two-by-fours and, you know, the framing, and then put new drywall up, paint the entire room. And, I mean, this is a two-story, pretty good-sized room. So, it's going to, you know, be, it's probably... I got a quote at one point twelve hundred dollars just just to paint the room. Oh, so really? this was a few this this was a few years ago. Oh, okay. So the restoration company says, well, you know, the insurance is definitely going to pay for this because your deductible is you know eighteen hundred dollars or something like mm-hmm. that, and it's going to be about that much just for us to tear the drywall out, dry it out, paint. I mean, 
redo the drywall, repair it, and then paint and, and everything, get it restored looking like new and everything. And then you got to, you know, fix the leak and figure all that out. And you got to have somebody on the outside painting and blah, blah, blah. So the insurance company says, oh, yeah, definitely we'll send the adjuster out. So the adjuster comes out and says, oh, yeah, we're, we're no problem here. We're going to cover this. And they hire State Farm hires. It's State Farm, by the way. Okay. Um, and so they hire independent adjusters. Company. Yes. State this is Farm. home and auto. Okay. Which we've been with for like 20 something years. Okay. So you're a, you know, valued customer. Yes. Okay. We're veterans. Okay. <laughs> of insurance with them. That didn't make any sense. So the adjuster comes out and says, yeah, no problem. Da, 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 writes it all up. Says, I'll send you the quote and then we'll work with your claims manager, which the way the State Farm works, State Farm works is you have a separate like agent. Mm-hmm. You know, you see these commercials like with Chris Paul. Yes. Yep. And do and NBA dudes they are like, hey, your agent's always there. State Farm. Yep. Like a good neighbor or whatever. Or Jake um, from State Farm. Yes. Which I don't think they do that anymore. But yeah, no, they it's don't. like they're always available. What I'm talking about, though, is they have like the local agent that you work with. You don't just call a number and talk to somebody. You can, but they have an actual person who has an office. It's close to where you live. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, if you know. It's close to where we live. They're the and people you, to call when you have a problem. Because if you they start handle calling everything. the 800 it's number, the, you got It's their it. job. Yeah. yeah. It's the local agent's job to work with you and figure it out and then deal with the company. That's they, right. Because they do yeah. it on a regular basis. It's their job. That's mm-hmm. what we pay them for. Exactly. So we talk to the agent. And the agent's like, yeah, okay, just we'll get the adjustment out, blah, blah, blah. We'll figure it out. And we'll send you the quote. And then we'll sort it out from there. How much you'll have to pay, you know, you know, whatever. It's definitely going to go over the deductible adjuster saying. So... A week goes by, we hear nothing. And so it took us like two weeks on the phone with our agent to even get to talk to somebody to get them to send somebody out here to schedule somebody. And meanwhile, you've got, you know, waterfall in your living room. Yes. Meanwhile, we have a waterfall in our living room. So what, what, we finally got the agent because the agent was calling from some number, the, the independent adjuster, not the agent, the independent adjuster was calling from some number in Texas on oh. our cell phones mm-hmm. and not leaving a message. So he finally came out, gave the quote, sent it all in. Two weeks later, the, a- the insurance agent says, um, we're going to be transferring you to another agent. What? Another local agent. We just got a thing in the mail, a letter in the mail. I was like, okay, what's this all about? Okay, who cares? I don't really care. You know, it's still State Farm. They're still going to pay for it. Yep. And then two days later, we got a thing in the mail that said, by the way, this claim does not meet your deductible, so we're not paying anything. Wait, what does that mean? It means that the estimate, they redid the estimate after they discovered they were transferring us to another agent and they didn't have to deal with it anymore uh-huh. to say... Because if they would have had to deal with it, they would have had to continue to deal with it until it was done, and they didn't want to, They just didn't want to deal with us anymore. But what, so does they, that, what does that mean you didn't meet your deductible? It means the quote that they gave, that the adjuster said, they, they changed the quote to be less than what our deductible would oh, be. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. So now they're not going to pay. You have to pay. Oh, they're paying. They're not. They're saying they're not paying right now. The new agent finally is really, you know, ho- hopefully he's at least pretending to handle business. So hopefully we're working that out. But now we have to go out and get separate because it's officially State Farm adjuster said no. We have to go out and get our own quote and track people down and get them to send us quotes. And then we compile that and send it. We're doing the insurance company's job for job. them to get. Yes, to get oh, them to pay. This is what they should be doing. Anyway, I'm hoping the new agent's going to work it out. And how long has this been going on now since the beginning to now? Since we came back from Jingle Fest. Oh, God. Is it there was like a... two days after that in June 
like the beginning of July, like so two months that Ugh. we discovered that the water was leaking in. Do you, does the house smell musty? Do you feel mold no. or anything no. like that? Well, no. that's good. Yeah, the the uh, restoration people were like, yeah, it's it's not bad yet. It will be bad if you don't get it fixed. And the dumb thing that the State Farm adjuster changed the quote took out any repairing of the problem. So they're like, yeah, we'll come out. This this quote is for fixing everything and basically repair, repairing the drywall and repainting, but not actually fixing where the leak is. So it would just continue to leak. That doesn't which is, make any sense at all. It's just stupid. It's beyond dumb. So we're just going to patch, patch stuff up, but we're not going to get to the source of the problem. Yes. And so they're going to have to pay for it down the line, or are they going to say, no, we already fixed that. That's not, that's a, that claim is invalid. Well, the agent, the local agent doesn't care anymore because he's not our agent anymore. And he knew he wasn't going to be our agent before all this started. But he didn't tell at, you. At the 1st of August. Well, of course not. He until broke up we with were you over this. a letter. Pretty much. Ugh. And you've been with them for 20 years. Just think if you were with a new insurance company, how they might treat you. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm over it. Well, I'm not. You just told me about it. Now I'm all steamed up about it. Insurance is evil. Yes. You've had a different three weeks than I have. You've no, had- it's been good. Okay. My kids are at school. It's a creative freedom of energy that flows now that is it's way different. It's so, uh, I'm good. Okay, good is up. Getting stuff done. Yes, good is up. Well, I got one more thing, and I wanted to tell you about it because I think you'll love it. This, okay. th- this happened this week. So you know that the Hall of Famer and I are fans of Brandy Carlisle, the musician. I did not know that, but sure. Well, I've mentioned her before. I actually put her in top five albums or honorable mention. You know, my top 19 albums of all time. You know I don't pay attention. Anyway, w- she's on tour right now. And, and we've been watching for her to announce that she's coming to Minneapolis because her original, her original list of cities did not include Minneapolis. And finally, while we were at the cabin this past weekend, she announced a couple of dates in Minneapolis. So you know how you get these pre-sale opportunities? I get mine from Live Nation. So Live Nation sends, oh, you're going to have, we're going to have a pre-sale from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. the day before it goes on sale to the general public. Here's your code. What? Yeah. Yeah, they give you a code. But everybody gets it. It's just a sale that starts ahead of time. Everybody gets it. It's not like yeah. some special code. So It's a marketing thing. It's a, it's a gimmick. Yeah, and it's completely worthless because I can't get any of the seats that I want. You can, you can get maybe one seat or, you know, if I'm trying not to get on the floor, like I only want to be, the venue that it is, is a very small venue. I don't care. I just want to be on the balcony. I can't get any seats. So anyway, those are worthless, those pre-sales. But, but when we were talking about this, the Hall of Famer really likes Brandy Carlisle and wants to go to this concert no matter what. So I said, well, why don't you um, look at her fan club? Sometimes if you join the fan clubs, and this is a you know nominal fee to join the fan club, you get actual pre-sale tickets that matter that can you can actually get a good seat. At least I think so. I'm not I'm not a member of any fan club, but that's what I've been told. And so she she looks up the fan club, and as soon as we see the name of the fan club. We decide we we can't we we can't do it. But I thought maybe <laughs> you might be able to do it. Are you kidding? The the name of the fan club, 
Now, this is Brandy Carlisle. Join the Bramley. No. Right. We I'll couldn't pass. do it. We couldn't do it. A hard pass. Hard pass. We could not mm-hmm. do it. We're like, um, no, we love you, but we're not joining the Bramley. And I like That's those terrible. kind of puns, but that one, that, that, um, you know, portmanteau or whatever you want to call it didn't work for us. But we did eventually get tickets through the general sale, general public sale. What if it was the timber lamely? <laughs> no. What if, it, what, if, what if it enabled you to have VIP backstage hangout with Timberlake passes? The timber, timber, timber lamely is the, well, the, timber the dumb l- way to do that. The timber lamely isn't as creative. It doesn't flow off the tongue as well as Bramley. So if I'm not doing it's Bramley. J- both of them are just as stupid. Yeah. If I'm not doing Bramley, I'm not doing Timber Lam- Lamely. You it, would be justified in saying that. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've seen Timberlake's prices for his fan club, and it's ridiculous. At least the Bramley was affordable. Plus, it went towards a, a good cause, her, some charity she has. Yeah, her own pocket. Her own charity. Well, some <laughs> of it goes in her pocket. Some of it does go to her chari- charity, and I believe her because she's a good person. Yeah, well, I believe her because it's a huge tax write-off. Yeah, exactly. Not because That's she's why a good I person. Her. Okay. No, because her accountant convinced her, hey, if you give this to charity, not only does it give you good press, but you save all this money in taxes right here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. So, no, we did not join the Bramley. We got tickets through the let's general the public. Children. And if anybody out there, including you, if anybody knows how I can get tickets ahead of time for real, how do people do this? Do they just, are there bots that will continue to type in a code for you over and over again? Yes. Do people use those? I don't know. Yes. I mean, we just sat there for hours pushing the button. Yeah, people use scripts and stuff. It's annoying. And of course, it's all one company that controls all of this. And I do not understand how they continue to do this. Ticketmaster. Ticket yeah. I hate them. I, I don't ever to. go any, to any shows anymore. I don't ever go anything live anymore because of Ticketmaster. Well, you'd hope that you, even if you go to a small, you know, small town place, at least then you can avoid Ticketmaster. There are still some venues that sell their own tickets. Not if it's a national act, really. Not if it's somebody who's I know. touring around. I, know. I mean, it's got to be like a regional, local act that doesn't is, isn't on Ticketmaster's radar before you get away from them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. it's it's awful. And it is awful. It's. It's not worth it. It's not worth the trouble to deal with them, to do to go see anybody. So, well, I hope I hope I hope you're wrong because we spent a long time to get these tickets. I wouldn't pay Ticketmaster to go see myself play. <laughs> yes, Ticketmaster is evil, and that's all I have. They're they're grouped up there with insurance. Yes, yes, they are evil. Agreed. Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice. Midwest bias. So yeah, it's time for uh, some Midwest bias. We haven't done that in a while either. I mean, I'm sure you miss Midwest bias. We've done this before. <laughs> well, unless you talk, unless we have done it along with Minnesota Nice, but I guess we kind of did a Midwest bias and we can review because I talked about going up north for two weekends in a row. In, Midwest, in Minnesota, Midwest. Nice bias. Yes. Um, okay. Anyway. The Midwest bias for this week is concerns the Minnesota State Fair that starts next week. 
the great Minnesota get together, as they call it around here? I, for some reason, state fairs to me seem like they should be summer things, and summer is over. The state officially. fair is always um, at the last part of August, and it ends on Labor Day. It's like the last little hurrah. When do kids go back to school up there? The day after Labor Day, most See, kids. See, so that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Because here, they go with, you know, end of July, beginning of August, so summer's over. Yeah, summer's over, and you, you're, your I've kids are on. back in school, and you're, you know, you're full of creative energy, different creative yes. energy. Sounds like, you know, this is once again proof of my Minnesota is, you know, behind in time. Yeah. It's, it's, in the, it's living in the past. Yeah, the, well, it is going one to ta- of the, Going to Minnesota is like jumping in a time machine. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, or Wisconsin, like the Backwoods Resort. This place rocked. This Backwoods Resort was crazy. Anyway, I won't, I won't resort back to that. Um, okay, so I don't, I don't actually go to the state fair. You know, I'm not really a person of the fair. But, uh, oh, I'm not either, yeah. As you might recall, I do, you know, I'm interested in some of the food. And, it, and you recall last year, uh, my friend Rachel, who is a person of the fair, brought the Hall of Famer and me some food at the gate. Remember, we drove to the entrance of the fair. Mm-hmm. My friend Rachel, we placed our order with Rachel. She met us there. And we ate the food and didn't have to go into the fair. It was, it was outstanding on every level. Well... Uh- <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not a fair person either, and I'm not into fair food either. So, well, there's some fair food that I'm not into, and I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna not show you. Well, yeah, I'm kind of gonna show you because I have yeah. an article with pictures of this food. We have visual aids. Visual aids. Yes, we have visual aids on a podcast. Um, but every year the state <laughs> fair has new vendors and new food items, and they make a big deal out of this, so to get people to come to the fair. Well, that's not going to work on me, but at least we can talk about some of the food. So this yes. year, there are 27 new foods at the fair. But, but don't worry, I'm not going to talk about all 27. I'll pick three or four. How do they come up with multiple, like over two dozen new foods every year? Because it was like 20-something last year. Yep. It's, it's different vendors in there. Everybody, it's a big deal to get your food in the fair. So, because you make a ton of money if you can get into the state fair as a vendor, that makes sense. So they're so, trying; they're create anybody. They're just trying to be really creative, and and I don't know if there's a panel of judges that's like this food intrigues me. You're in or not? I don't know how it works, but it's a big. I'm deal. sure that they're paying money under the table if there's a lot of money to be made. Probably. That's that's how stuff works. Um, so when they say new foods, they don't mean like. We invented this food. They mean it's a food that hasn't been at this fair before. Correct. Or a food combination. Oh, a food see, combination. Yeah. See, that's where that's where I think it's a little false advertising. We have twenty seven new foods. It's like when you when I hear that, it makes me think <laughs> they invented a new food and there's twenty seven new, new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's not it's not that, you know, innovative. It's new food combinations. Innovative, yes. Yeah. So, okay, I will read you the descriptions, and I sent you the article. So now you have the pictures, so you can look at the pictures, and mm-hmm. we'll tweet out the pictures, too. So you can look at the pictures and tell me, you know, what you think, if you, you'd want them or not. Yes, follow so, along on the screen. Yes, so the first one is called Smoked Soft Serve Ice Cream. And here's the description. Okay. 
I thought, where is that in this list? Um, I think it's about. I found it. Yeah, I found it. Cold smoke, cold smoke cream available in two flavors, all made on site. Okay, so here it is: cold brew coffee infused with cold smoked arabica, arabica, arabica beans, and top coffee. coffee beans and top the chocolate espresso dust. A toasted marshmallow and a chocolate cookie on the side. Muscovado sugar vanilla combines vanilla bean and cold smoke molasses rich cane sugar served with a toasted marshmallow and bacon candy round on the side. Optional sauces available are bourbon soaked cherries or hot chocolate. I'm not eating this. I think I might like this. You get, you, I don't like soft serve ice cream. I don't either, but I like cold brew coffee. So anything really, you know, my favorite. You probably don't remember, but my favorite ice cream is Java Chunk. It's it's got coffee in it. I like it. Coffee mm-hmm. and chocolate. Coffee's not a flavor. I know. So cold brew coffee, I see, is capitalized. Yeah, that's a. Is that a tr- brand? That's a new cold brew coffee. Is something to do with double infusion of the coffee. I don't know. You, you soak the bean. The beans brew overnight. You have to brew them for like twenty four hours. And um, it's a new, it's a relatively new way mm. to make coffee. And it's so a, it's not just iced coffee. No, it's not right. iced coffee. And I cold brew is my iced coffee and cold brew is my choice lately. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, this intrigues me. But the bacon, the bacon, what was it? Bacon round candy. Bacon wrapped candy. candy bacon candy round. Oh, okay. When you look at the picture, that looks like an Oreo to me, kind of. But it's just a... Oh, that's the... Well, they have a toasted marshmallow sticking out of the top, and then they have this candy round stuck in there. Doesn't it look like an Oreo? It does look like a cookie. I thought it was a cookie. Yeah, so did I. This thing looks like albino poop with burned (laughs) marshmallows on top of it. Albino poop. Yeah. It looks like the poop emoji, but but white. Maybe it is, but they can't advertise it as such. Albino poop. Yeah. It's from an albino llama. <laughs> okay, the next one is called the rainbow cloud roll. All okay, right. are we going up or down the page? I don't know. I think it's down. I, I thought you right. sent me the, the, the document you're reading from. I, but I don't have the pictures in front of me. Oh, okay. Because my internet is not that fast. So I have okay, to for those, and paste. Okay, for those uh, playing along at home, uh, it's one above, it's right above the... One we just did. Okay, all right. Okay. Rainbow cloud roll. Three scoops of ice cream sprinkled with fruity cereal and wrapped in a pillow of cotton candy. Give me a break. Hand rolled on site. So both of these co- claim that they're on site. Yeah, they're making the ice cream there yeah. is what they're saying. Ice yeah, cream choices I include Superman, vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. Do you see this picture? This picture is, it does look like a cloud roll. It, it looks like abstract art, like somebody yes, it painted does. it like 100 years ago. It's kind of like a like, It's like Picasso. a Monet oh, cross with Picasso. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not eating this. Oh, no. This looks like somebody, something my kid made in art class or like in, you know, home ec and <laughs> threw a bunch of, you know, Fritos on it. But they're Fruity Pebbles. That's, that's worse. Yeah, these are like the mystery Oreos, which were Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. What is Superman flavor? Oh, Does it taste like steel and sweat? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, mean, I really. laughed right into the microphone. <laughs> they, they say ice cream choices include 
Vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, and Superman. I know. Superman is... Superman is... If I remember right, it's like blue and red. Oh, blue. I understand that. I understand blue flavor. Blue and red and... Probably just blue and red because Superman's outfit was blue and red, right? Yeah, it's probably tight. Maybe not Um, outfit. Isn't it costume? What what would you call it? Uniform? uh, Any of those, I think, could could apply. Just different. Suit, yes. Um, His... If we're talking like, you know, Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. Superman, um, it would probably, you know, it'd be, you know, satisfying and pretty good. Uh, if we're talking like Zack Snyder Superman, no. I would say the flavor is disappointment. <laughs> and, and not just disappointment because you had high expectations, but disappointment following low expectations, which is a whole nother level of disappointment. Well, what about Dean Cain Superman? TV? Yeah. Superman? Yeah. It would taste like TV. What does TV taste like? I don't know. Slightly above disappointment. I like the Dean Cain Superman series. Uh, who else? Terry Hatcher. Wasn't she Lois yes. Lane in that? Yeah. She's not a Lois Lane to me. I don't. Th- that didn't work for me. Well, Dean Cain worked as Superman, I thought. Yeah. That's, that's the last time he worked. Pretty much. Pretty much. Although I did see him a couple months ago, maybe a year ago now. You know how time flies. Um, at the fair? No, not at the fair. He was like co-hosting the third hour of the Today Show with Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. The next one is definitely... He seems like a nice guy. He does. Actually, I have no idea. He could be awful on Twitter, so I, I, I retract that statement. I know nothing about him. He could be awful on... Did you say on Twitter? Yes. He could, he could be out there posting all sorts of... He yeah. could be Scott Bayo, is what I'm saying. Is what I what went through my mind of. He could be like another actor that has parlayed his fame into political stupidity. Wait, and so I Scott want to Bayo retract. has? What does Are Scott you kidding Bayo me? do? He is a huge Trump supporter. I didn't know that. Scott, Scott Bayo from Party of Five. I'm going to let that one float out there for a minute so people can stop laughing. Okay, we're talking about Charles in Charge, Scott Bayo. Yes. Okay, I get that part, Scott Bayo. Party of Five. Oh, who's the guy? Scott What's, Wolf, is that who you mean? Yeah, the guy from Party of Five. I get those two confused, <laughs> their names, not their looks. You confused Scott Wolf with Chachi? Yes, I did. Uh, first name is the same so yes, I understand thank you um, yeah. okay Scott Bale. yes I did know he was a huge Trump supporter but when you said that I was thinking Scott Wolf yeah I, I see what you're saying because Dean Cain Scott Wolf it's that kind of that same time period of TV yes, yes. so I, I can understand yeah yes. thank you um, where were we oh we were at oh, okay so this next one <laughs> I don't know this next food item is actually more of a Midwest bias because it's uh, about tater tots, which is apparently a big thing here. Tater tot, hot dish. Tater tots are a big thing here in Minnesota. I'm not a fan I think of tater, tater tots. tots are a thing everywhere. Well, they're huge here. Tater tot, mm-hmm. hot dish. Just Google it, and you'll get tons of Minnesota stuff. Okay. Also, this is a little bit of a tangent. Apparently, no. the minute you know how the um, baseball baseball teams, specifically the Milwaukee Brewers, I think, started this, where they do a race. Between, you know, maybe between the fourth and fifth inning, I don't know exactly which inning it is, but they're sausages and they race around the field and they're wearing they're wearing sausage sausage costumes. Yes, and this is like the president's the race. The president's DC race. Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the adapted, twins yeah. have their own 
they have their own version of this, which is dumb. Can I guess what they're what they're racing? Yes, do it. It's two sets of identical twins. No, well, although that <laughs> might be better than what they do race. Well, you would be to tell who won. It'd be like uh, <laughs> one of those two won. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, there's there's a um, target, the bullseye dog target, because it's target oh. field. Yeah. There's a Rita Skeeter, who's a mosquito, which is also very popular in Minnesota in the summer. Mosquito. They always talk about mosquito being Minnesota's state bird. Um, they are celebrating mosquitoes? Uh-huh. Well, wait till you hear the, the, the whole reason I brought this up. Okay, so there's Rita Skeeter. There's Louie the loon, which is the loon is actually the state bird of Minnesota. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's okay. Paul Bunyan. Okay. Sure. I think it's Paul Bunyan. Anyway. Now, Does he have a big ox with him? I think so. Huh? Then it's Paul Bunyan. It might, I might be wrong on Paul Bunyan. But anyway, now there's, for some reason, the twins feel that they need to distract us from being sellers and tanking their season by creating a new one of these mascot race, race mascots. And here are the four choices. I'm going off a of memory here. So one of them is D.D. Gray Duck. And it's three ducks that look like they've been killed by and are hanging by the neck. One of them is gray and the others are white. We already know gray, duck, duck, gray duck, and duck, duck, goose. That's a Minnesota Why thing. Is, but the net duck's first name is Dee Dee? D. And his period, last name is gray D duck? D. Period. Gray duck. Yes. I would, I'm sure that stands for something. Duck, duck, gray duck. That's what it stands for. Or. That's like naming your kid William Williams. It's ridiculous. So that's number one. Which I know a William Williams, by the way. <laughs> oh, do you? Sorry, yes. William Williams. <laughs> yes. And then there's Tater Tot or Tater. You know a William Williams, too. I do. You've heard of him. I have. Yes. William D. Williams. Lando Calrissian. I have no idea. I don't know. Billy D. Williams. Oh, Billy D. Williams. Okay. All right. <laughs> Where do you think Bill, Billy comes from? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm assuming he might be just named Billy. I mean, that's a that's a baller move right there to name your just name your kid Billy. Well, it's, not William, not Bill, just Billy. See, I think people should name their kids what they're going to call them. I 100% agree. Okay, good. We're on we're on the same page oh, yeah. here. Okay, yeah. now Don't name your kid just to give him a nickname. That's I mean, right. you can do what you want. It's your kid. You own them. Well, well no, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can name them whatever you want. Yes. But if you do you that, do why don't you, you just call them what you're going to name them? Yeah, my preference is to name them what you're going to call them. Absolutely. Yes, that's my preference. Okay, so we have Duck or DD Greg Duck. Then we have Bobbert. B O B E R T. It's a fishing bobber for a head. It's these are just ridiculous. What? Why didn't they just go with Bob? I don't know. Why why Rob, I, why Bobbert? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. more infuriated that they named, that they felt like they had to go Bobbert. Yeah, why not Bob? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Name the thing Robert and be actually clever. Uh-huh. And people go, oh, Bob. Yeah, now I get it. Yes. No, it's Bobbert. And then there's- Is one of these a giant penis named William? <laughs> Willie? Might as well be. I mean- Yeah. Okay, and then one of them is um, Tater, a Tater Tot. So that's what brings me around to this. Tater. But it's not Tater. I don't remember her name. It's a girl. Tater something. And the other one is Lucy. And Taylor? It's- Huh? Taylor, maybe? No, Tater is in the name. Well, like, I mean, they could go Taylor and call her Tay-Tay, like stupid Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift goes by Tay-Tay? 
Yes. Tay-Tay Tot. They should have done that. That is no dumber than Bobbert or D.D. Grey Duck. I don't know what it is. But and that's off the top of my head. It has to do You're with welcome, tater tots. You're welcome, Minnesota. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> it has to do with tater tots. Okay. And then the last one is Lucy, because Minnesota is named um, or is famous for their uh, burger, Juicy Lucy. Is it a single large cigarette? No, it's a Juicy Lucy hamburger. Cheese is spitting out the side. It looks like her insides are coming out like she's been impaled or shot. It's it's terrible. These are all It's a dying hamburger. Mascots. It's a dying the cigarette ham- would have been better. Yes. Yes. These are awful. So anyway, that's why I brought it up because tater tots are known in Minnesota and now it's official because the twins are trying. So basically, there's four new mascots and we're supposed to vote on them. Wow. Yeah, wow is right. Wow. I would just like to say that if they would like to retain my services, you know, the entire state of Minnesota or the twins for naming, passing out AKAs. Mm-hmm. I would be glad to for a small nominal fee. You, you should have seen some of the comments on Twitter after they announced voting for these things. They're pretty funny. Nice. You want to know what um, one of the AKAs for Rochelle is? For Rochelle? No. I, yes. Yeah. Tell me. I don't know. Annie Lennox. Okay, am I supposed to know this? Am I supposed to laugh at this? Annie Lennox, the singer? That's hilarious. But tell me why. I'm not smart. Because she's a musician. She's she's an aspiring recording artist. Annie Lennox or Rochelle? Lennox, spelled L-I-N-U-X, is an operating system. Oh, well, see, I would have had that. You got to tell me that's how it's spelled. No, that's the beauty of it. It's... (laughs) It's an AKA that only works when you read it. Yes, right. So in, in this medium, just like we're doing with these foods, it doesn't work very well. No. <laughs> that is hilarious, now that I know how it's spelled. She's also the bot from Tot. The bot from Tot? Tater Tot? Yeah, speaking of Tater Tots. No, she's from Tottenham. Now that I don't get. Yeah. Is that something to do with computers as well? Tottenham? Yeah, what is that? It's a place in England. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spell it. T-O-T-T-E-N-H-A-M, I believe. I don't think I, I know that, that one. Quick. Really? All right. You never heard of the Tottenham Hotspurs soccer team? Uh-uh. Hotspurs. <sighs> I like that, though. Yeah, I got, uh, it's T-O-T-T-E-N-H-A-M. Yep. Okay, and that's where Rochelle's from? Or Annie yes. Lennox? That's her AK is Annie Lennox. Okay. Yes. All right. You know, or, or Adele. Adele? <laughs> like, but um, shout out to Young Stat for that. Like a Adele computer? Yeah. Yeah. I got but that. Like, you one. know, Adele. Yeah, 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 I get it. Adele, the singer. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Irish tater kegs is where all that tangent is taking us back to. Irish tater kegs, the next item on the State Fair food list. Do you see it on your. Uh, I am searching the list that it's. Two above the Superman ice cream. Uh, rainbow cloud roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Irish tater Th- Now, this may be completely different if you're looking on a phone because it, they're probably going to be single file. I, I have it in three columns on the yes, computer Yes, three screen, columns. So. That's what I remember. Irish tater kegs. Jumbo deep fried tater tots made with a blend of corned beef, sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, sour cream, and potatoes drizzled with house-made Thousand Island dressing and nestled on a bed of sauerkraut. No. I have a bone to pick with the name of this thing. Okay. You can't have a jumbo tater tot. 
the tater the tot part of it is it's it implies that it's small. That's true. So you can't have a jumbo tater tot. It's just a fried potato. Uh-huh. Well, they're doing this because it's a tater tot. They want the Minnesota people to say, ooh, tater tots, I want some. <laughs> oh, I know why they're doing it. <laughs> I'm just saying they're wrong. They're wrong, yes. Well, this whole thing to me is wrong. This, this oh, yeah. sounds disgusting. Yes, I'm not eating this. Okay, now, because of Midwest bias and, and my Norwegian heritage, the next one is Nordic waffles. Okay, I am looking Nordic waffles. It is not up. Let's see. It is down two rows from jumbo potatoes. Okay. Nor- normal sized potatoes. Normal sized potatoes, yes. That doesn't that doesn't flow off the tongue as well as Irish tater kegs. Yes. Fresh made That's fine. Irish tater kegs, that's fine. Just don't call it jumbo, t- jumbo tater, tater, tater tots. tots. Yes. Get out of here. Nordic waffles, fresh made waffle wraps in seven varieties. So they have an all-day breakfast, which is egg, bacon, and cheddar. They have a berries and cream, which is raspberry and strawberry mixture with vanilla cream. They have a cinna sugar butter, cinnamon sugar and butter. <laughs> Slammin salmon on a stick, which is Norwegian smoked salmon with cream cheese and green onions. They have s'more, marshmallow cream, grumbled, gra- grumbled, <laughs> crumbled <laughs> graham crackers and Nutella. They have a tur- turkey chipotle club. They had, which is turkey bacon and mixed greens with sriracha mayo sauce, or however we decided that was pronounced several years sriracha. ago. And vegetarian Viking, black bean veggie burger, cheddar cheese, mixed greens, and chipotle sauce. I think the official pronunciation of sriracha is sriracha, but you have to do jazz hands while you're saying it. Okay, hang on. Okay. Sriracha. Sriracha. Okay. Yeah, it does feel good with jazz hands. Yeah, it does. Well, uh, everything feels better with jazz hands. That's I mean, right. On. That's right. Um, so. I don't think I'd want any of these, but if I was going to get one, it'd be one of these sugary ones, maybe mm-hmm. cinna sugar, oh no, berries and cream, berries and cream, raspberry and strawberry mixed with vanilla cream. That would be my choice. I would just rather eat a waffle, but my bone to pick with this is one of the seven varieties is all day breakfast. All day breakfast is not a variety. All day breakfast is a time descriptor and a meal. Well, would you it's rather have them call it an all day brunch or an all day dinner? I would rather call them call it actual like stuff related to food. What's in it? You can't have all day breakfast. You, that can't be a variety of waffle. That's a like we're ser- that's a meal that we're serving, and here's the time that we're serving it. Right. That's not a variety of food. No, but but then they explain what's in it: egg, bacon, and cheddar. So maybe they should just call it that: egg, bacon, and cheddar. Yeah, uh, that would be straight to the point. Absolutely. They want you to, they, you know why they call it all day breakfast, because many people enjoy all day breakfast. So they would see that and they're like, oh yeah, breakfast, I want that. Well, also, it's at the fair and they're not stopping serving this after 11 a.m., I'm assuming. Right, they're so all, everything is all day. All of these are all day breakfast. Yes. All of these varieties are all day breakfast. So they have six varieties and one descriptor and meal. Yes. Yes, is what I mean. Come on. But basically, this is a huge waffle that you hold in your hand like a pita, kind of. Is how I picture. Yeah, it. the picture looks interesting. It's got like bacon sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's like a. It's like a waffle calzone. Yes, exactly. So the, I, the picture is the all day breakfast variety. Yeah, I have a problem with Nordic waffles being the name of this company and the name of the new food that they have. 
Why is the name, the company's name is Nordic Waffles too? That's what it says above Nordic Waffles, the title, and when I'm oh, looking okay. at the description. And every other one had different, like the company name. Oh, so that's or the who name was of selling them. it. Okay. So it's Nordic Waffles, Nordic Waffles. That's not very creative. Pick one. That's yeah. like that's like naming your a song. Well, let's see. Because I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Never mind. Uh, vegetarian Viking was my favorite named one or slam and salmon on a stick slam and salmon you should just leave it as slam and salmon not on a stick well i mean how would you know if it was on a stick or not well why would it be on a stick with a waffle i don't get it is it is the stick made out of bacon and you eat it um maybe yeah it's not in the descriptor okay there's one more okay what i what i meant to say about the name in, about the name convention yes. is don't name your album the same as your band. Oh, well, a lot of people do that, especially their first album. Well, you just let it be the name of the the band, and then you put, you know, volume one or, you know, greatest hits would mm-hmm. be my preference. Mm-hmm. Your debut album. Debut album, hits. yeah. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't double up on that is what, my, what I'm saying. I agree. Come I've, up with a name. I've often wondered that, too. Yeah. Okay, so I lied. I'm looking at you, Weezer. <laughs> So I lied because Green album. I said three or four and I'm going to do five because this one to me, well, sure. I'm just going to read it. Zesty PB&J Sausage. All right, let me find it. It is about three lines down. Okay, gotcha. Peanut butter, cherry jelly, and a hint of cayenne pepper and cilantro blended into a quarter pound sausage. No. No. There's no way that I is need dis- this. that's dis- I'm just going to say that's disgusting. I don't need to try this at all to tell you it's going to be disgusting. Yeah, that's peanut that butter looks- and jelly sausage. No, that's a combination I can't get behind. Even the picture is very poor. I would Those- rather eat a rainbow cloud roll than that. I-, I I hate that they like did the the like you would see on like Blue's Clues, like a kids show where everything is labeled with the name. On the outside of it, of what it is, so kids can learn how to read. Uh huh. Yep. It's like cayenne pepper, peanut butter, cherry jelly on instead of having like the jars back there. Uh huh. Yeah. They'd have been better if they're trying to if they can't put like brands in there because I'm sure it's like Jif and you know oh, probably, Smuckers. Yeah. But if they can't put that in there, they should have just take the label off and have it be just the jar of it. Yes. Or or don't put it in the that's that's poor graphic design and poor creative direction on that picture. Graphics one hundred and one by Jason Fuse. I agree. Well, it, it is. I agree. Look, at, I mean, scroll up and look, if you're looking at this page, and look at a lot of this, the rest of these. Most of these are, are actually well done for food pictures. Yeah. That one is very, it stands out as this is poorly done. I'll have to look gas at Gas station it. grill. Oh, <laughs> gas station with two S's, by the way. Oh, gas station grill is the name of the vendor then, I bet. G-ass station grill. G-ass. <laughs> I, I have a, are you, is that all of them that you wanted That's to list? That's all of I have them, one. yeah. I'm going to just go right to the left of Zesty PB&J Sausage and say, what are you doing, Green Mill? All right, let me see it. I'm, I brought it up finally. It's the Za Waffle Sticks. Za Waffle Sticks, yes. Waffles blended with pepperoni and mozzarella, topped with Parmesan herb blend, and served with pepperoni-infused maple syrup or marinara oh. sauce. Gross! Oh, that is disgusting sounding. And please, please. 
Oh, I see what you're saying uh, now about the Zesty PB. <laughs> yeah. They got uh, generic poly- labels. The picture is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's awful. The, it's just poorly done all around. Yep. The, um, and they have the sausage on a paper plate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can understand that they're trying to be like picnic-y, like, you know. I suppose. Fair food. They're out of their league in terms of pictures in this on this page. Oh, look at the rest of them. Yes. They're, they're, they're not in the same yes. league. Um, but za waffle sticks. Apologies ahead of time to everybody who calls pizza za. <laughs> That's stupid. All right, let's go get some za. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm going to go get a witch. Although. I'm going to go, I'm go get an L. Figure that one out. Uh, well, I, got, I was with you on witch. Yeah. I'm going to go get an L. Yeah, you need it for breakfast. Maybe put a little um, team ease on it. Well, I was thinking you were saying Taco Bell with the L. No. Bagel. Oh, bagel. Okay. Yeah. Bagel. Yeah. I guess it'd be ol. Get a little ol. Get a little ol. <laughs> Get a little I don't Ill. want za. I want a pizza. Yeah. Za and I definitely don't want yeah, not good. pizza and waffles put together. Chicken and waffles, yes. Pizza and waffles, no. I'm not going with chicken and waffles either. I'm more likely to eat one of those Nordic waffles than that. Yeah. And I don't want anything near me that says pepperoni infused. No. That does not. Certainly not maple syrup. No. That's what I mean. These foods are new combination foods, not new foods, really. Yes. This is... Um, but oh, they have an up north something. I know an up north puff pastry. I know there's a lot of them. I didn't. I, oh wait, wait a minute. I wanted to do up north, but I didn't want to. You know, take an hour to talk about these foods. What else have we got to do? Come on. What? Uh, so what? you want me to read the up north puff? Pasty? I want you to read the up north just for the first word because I need to unpack this word. Yeah. To figure out what they're saying. Okay. The the word the way that I understand it is porchetta porchetta sausage mm-hmm. cheese curds. Coarse grain mustard and chopped dill pickle baked in a puffy crust sprinkled with pepper and sea salt. No. 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 And why is it called up north? I've never heard of it. We didn't have any of these puff pasties up north. And we didn't have porchetta sausage. <laughs> well, the, the company is Sausage Sister and Me. <laughs> I know. What in the world is Where did the idea? What? Sausage Sister. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sausage sister and me. That's exactly what I was just going to do. Yeah, of course, yeah. But oh, porchetta. Boy. What is porchetta? I don't know. Is it like pork bruschetta? Por- that's what I'm thinking. Pork and bruschetta. Or, although, okay. as we learned in pronunciations, it's actually bruschetta. Okay. So porchetta. Porchetta. Porchetta sausage. So um, remind me again what bruschetta is. Well, bruschetta to it's me like a bread is thing, bread, and then you yeah. have tomatoes and onions, and, and yeah. it's very salty and very tasty, bruschetta is. Which, what, how, what? I don't know. I don't understand that. I've never heard of that. I've never seen that word before. I haven't either. Porchetta. Okay. So they're not only then doing new food combinations, they're, they're making doing up new names, word like word combinations. Like za waffle. Like Giggles Campfire Grill right next door there doing turducken, which is, you know, not a new word. But Turducken's not new. That's right. Giggles Campfire, though. That's new to me. Giggles, Giggles Campfire Grill. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, the, it's the apostrophe on the outside of it, so it's, it's like multiple giggles. Uh, yes. But they also own the campfire. Yes, they do. So, yeah, must be a really... So this campfire is owned by multiple giggles. Yes. This, this All right, is, it's, it's time to close the book on this. Speech. We could do a whole 
Yeah, because there's, episode. you know, there's 20 more of these things. Yeah. There's words in here that I don't know how to pronounce. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. Okay. <laughs> check it out. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, how are you? I imagine after all that food talk, you probably got something to eat during that, and that segment was probably long enough, where there's a possibility I'm talking to you while you're sitting on the toilet right now. Don't think that doesn't ever go through my mind. Not not the thought of you sitting on the toilet. I mean, I'm not weird. I mean, to each his own, but I'm not weird. You're you're the weird one. Hey, you you made it weird right here. If you'd like to send us feedback about anything other than what I just said, at Speak Tangents on Twitter. Speaking of Tangents Podcast at gmail.com. And we will probably read it. We'll definitely read it. We will probably, well, no. We will definitely probably read it. And we might even read it on the podcast. Because coming up, we're going to talk more feedback. Mostly about food. Actually, no, not about food this week. Mostly quizzes. Because we just took two quizzes, so that makes sense. If most of our feedback was about food this week, after two quiz weeks in a row, we should just give up and make it a food podcast do we have any feedback this week i mean i know we're gonna have feedback next week about these food things yes because most of our feedback is food we have to filter through to get to the non-food feedback but do we have any feedback food or non-food feedback either way yes we have feedback both food and non-food feedback it's a it's a twitter packed feedback which is honestly what most of our uh, feedback is cool. So we'll start out with, I guess, a general announcement or or maybe a warning from from Robin Eva at Robin Eva. Speak tangents on a plane, and the man next to me just took off his shoes and socks. Three exclamation oh. points! Alert! 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 Three yes. exclamation points! That's a call the police situation. Yeah, that is just so wrong on every level. Not where's tweeting, the air marshal? But, but his. Don't take your shoes off on a plane. And definitely don't take your, your socks, socks off. off. Yes. Well, oh shoes gosh. off on a plane is not bad, but the socks is the big problem. I don't like shoes off. Yeah. I, I don't mean, like any of it. I agree, but socks is awful. Here's my thing about people taking their shoes off in public. If your shoes are that uncomfortable, find, spend some time and get some better shoes. I was just going to say, find some new shoes. Is that what you're Yeah, going? I know there's medical conditions sometimes and people have, you know, like if they broke their foot or like some injury or who knows what else, like maybe gout, then that affects your toes. Yes. Like that you may have to do something. Cool, whatever. But, you know, put like a walking boot on. <laughs> if, if you were just like normal every day, I just take my shoes off wherever I go because my shoes are uncomfortable and there's nothing really wrong with me other than my shoes are uncomfortable. Your shoes are uncomfortable. Buy a better pair of shoes. We're going to have to disagree on that because you know that I, I like sandals and flip-flops. I am fine with that. As long as you keep them on your feet, you do you. Don't, well, don't try to have it both ways. Right. I'm don't just, say I'm wearing shoes and also I'm taking them off everywhere I go. Yeah. Pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. I, would rather, I would rather people wear sandals than wear shoes and then take them off in public just whenever they want. 
be like, oh, I'm going to sit down for a few minutes in this public place. Oh, and I'm going to take my shoes off. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't let's not get in the habit of taking your shoes off in public, no. especially on an airplane and especially not your socks. Yeah, not in an enclosed tube where you're rebreathing the same air yes. over and over. Yes, so that's just wrong. So, uh, Robin, thank you for that alert. Yes, I I am fully on board with sounding the alarm for that. Uh, on board, I get what you did there. <laughs> okay, these these next few tweets are about the quiz we took last week. Uh, the quiz from from the Quizmaster, Bob Which, Walsh. Okay, sure. And Bob Bob sent us a nice note. Thanks, Bob. Uh, yes, after the quiz. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Bob always uh, uh, Patrick, the one did uh, two weeks ago, did mm-hmm. great. Bob always great. So yes, and, th- and the first one is from Jolene Wojcik at JMR WOJCIK. Love the quiz, and then she did a list uh, of one, two, three. Number one, the man to whom I'm related by marriage favorite movie line is "Place the lotion in the basket." Not sure really why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming, is that from uh, Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> yes. I'm glad that Jolene put not sure really why. <laughs> is this second one, here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no, the second one is, Night Ranger is at the Nebraska State Fair next week. <laughs> <laughs> Smiley face emoticon. That's funny. I have a comment about that once we get done with the tweet. And number three, we actually saw Wayne Newton in Vegas. He wow. came down off the stage while singing and kissed what? me on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, emoji with the smiley face sticking your tongue out. Whatever. Yeah, the yuck is the way I read that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Because it seems like, Ugh. like, Ugh. so he came down and kissed her on my the reaction. cheek. Yeah, that's creepy. Uh huh. That's but it's it. Don't you think that's a little bit QE? No, but okay. did he then whisper in her ear, put the lotion in the basket? <laughs> oh, man, I hope not. I hope not. So, so what's your comment about Night Ranger at the state fair? It's, remember, we've been talking, because of the quizzes, we talked about Night Ranger. We talked about Winger a couple weeks in a yes. row. This is three yes. weeks in a row of Winger. Winger, yep, I know. Mi- Winger mentions. So we got to keep this streak going. So Just I'm like down Timberlake. In- I always have to find a way to get Timberlake in. So yes. now we have to get Winger in. Okay, yes. go ahead. Um, I don't think either one of us are fans of Winger. Um, no. I'm going to go out on a limb there and say, even weren't fans back, you know, when they were popular, right? No, not really, no. Yeah, I wasn't either. Although um, Kip Winger's hair was pretty nice hair compared to some of the other hair bands. He was rock Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes, I would agree with that. Yep. Which oh, is, Billy I mean, Ray Cyrus had more of a mullet. Yeah, but like they, I thought for a while they were the same person with different haircuts. <laughs> They do kind of look alike, yes. Yes. They okay. have the same vibe. Yes. All right. And, you know, going along with, like, what's his face? Scott Hall. Uh, Razor Ramon from the WWE. I don't know WWF him, but I back thought you day. were going to mention, I thought you were going to say Scott Bale. But Scott no. Hall. <laughs> no, not Chachi. I don't know who Scott Hall is. He's a wrestler, or was. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's still alive. He just doesn't wrestle anymore. The uh, As far as I know. the On both of those. The um, Night Ranger thing... Is funny because I sent you that video for yes. goodbye. Oh man, <laughs> it's the one where the guy, those are the two guys in that band, um, are great guitar players. Like, legitimately, the dude who plays the um, uh, solo at the end of that song, um, Brad Gillis, I think is his name, something like that. Okay, it just escapes me right now. Is a legitimately like great guitar player, but that video 
where other dude with the long blonde hair is mm-hmm. playing a double neck guitar yeah. on a green screen that is superimposed over footage of him playing the same guitar solo in like a different shot. Yeah. And it's not like the like the picture you see where like the guy like the, on the black velvet or where the person's looking at the camera and then the other one like the Napoleon Dynamite thing you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. where yeah, the, I do. the person like the headshot up in the corners like looking the other direction mm-hmm. it's not the yeah. same like he's dressed differently it's a different place it's a completely different thing it's like green screen over top of a completely different footage of yeah, him playing yeah, the soul bad. and I'm like what it's insane and and you sent me that video and I could not finish it. Yeah, it's terrible. I watched, I did pretty well. I only skipped the last 30 seconds, but I could not keyboard, finish that video. The keyboard guy with the hat and glasses cracked me up too. Google Night Ranger Goodbye and watch yeah. that video. And if you the drummer is singing it. the lead on this one. And they have like three good singers in that band. The drummer singing the lead. You give the guy with the lisp the song that has the most S's <laughs> in a chorus I've ever seen. Yeah, that wasn't very nice. No, but Night Ranger Winger. Mm-hmm. Where this is related is because I was going down in my basement. Somebody asked me to find a snare drum and cymbals to bring to rehearsal last night. Okay. So I go down in the basement to look for it because they needed spare. Because some it's one where we had new people coming in. We were going to you know, like try out new members and stuff like that and just hang out. Um, so didn't want you know new people you know banging away that we don't know are they actually any good um, to tear up you know equipment that we have. Yeah. So I'm getting an old junk snare drum I got out of the basement. So I'm down there looking, and I'm digging through stuff, looking for symbols, and I come across a box of newspapers that my mom had saved and somehow given to me like years ago mm-hmm. that I just, I don't know why she, because a few years ago, they just brought like boxes of stuff over, like, and some of it was stuff that I wanted, like, you know, um, like old like books and pictures and stuff, which was kind of cool to see. But there was one box that had like these old newspapers in these local town, small town newspapers. And it was from the town I went to high school in where I grew up. And the newspaper on the front page had city council does not secure acts for upcoming concert. And it was, this is like 19 late eighties. And (laughs) it was kiss slaughter and winger <laughs> and they were trying to get them to come and play at this like little convention center we had in town that sat you know that has like you know 5000 seats and they couldn't get it to, couldn't get it to work and i'm like i probably would have went to this because you, you know when i'm yeah. a sophomore or freshman in high school in this town was small there's only like 3000 people in 3000 4000 people in this town so anything that comes like they have like two or three big things like this like they had the rodeo which I would go, you go to, because because what else are you going to do? This is before the internet, right? This and, is your entertainment. Yeah, and you have you know like four channels on TV, and so when the rodeo came, you went to the rodeo. You went like three or four times. It's kind of like if the state fair was there, you'd go to it. Yeah, probably. And then they'd have like one or two concerts every summer, like big, like three or four bands that they would bring in. Because mm-hmm. I saw like Poison and um. Bunch of terrible bands, bunch of '80s bands that were popular then, but but are just like not the good ones. Um, and Poison was actually one of the better ones, but still terrible. They're, I can't listen to their stuff now. But they were going to get Winger, so I would have seen Winger. Yes, you. Except would've. for the failure of our local city council, but actually probably did me a favor. I have been, I have been inundated with Winger and Kiss and Slaughter <laughs> and Poison lately. Not just because of our quizzes, but because I'm reading a book by Chuck Klosterman called Fargo Rock City. Oh, yeah. 
And so it's all about him growing up in North Dakota and how much he liked rock or heavy metal or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. digest, he's uh, not digesting, he's breaking down all these, so I guess digesting, <laughs> all these yeah, bands sort of. Um, of his youth, which was also my youth. So I'm reading about Winger and nice. White Snake and the video that had nothing to do with the song about the lady on the car. So anyway, it's been, Oh yeah, it's Tony Katane. What do you mean the lady on the car? Yeah, and she she's was an dating, 80s icon. She was dating him at the time. Yeah, Coverdale. She's dating David Coverdale. Yeah, okay. Um wing speaking of ladies in videos and Winger. You also, I think I sent you the video for 17. Did you? Which was their one hit one. that I know. But uh yeah. I've seen that video. It's, you know the song though, right? Oh yes, I told I think we were on Twitter with Simeon Copeland about this, and I said the God. only line I remember is, she's only 17. Dad says she's too young, but she's old she's enough old, enough, old that, enough for me. Yeah. you. How did they get away with that? I don't know. And he, How did I not? I mean, I was you know a high school kid. How did I not? I mean, I, I wasn't even 17, so it was like 17's fine with me. <laughs> not yes. for a 30-year-old man like, what's his face? Kip Winger was. I don't Come know how on. they got I mean, away with it. But that's kind of what Chuck Chuck mentions that in the book, yeah, too. It's a pretty good book. That song did not age well. No, it did not. That song should not have come out. It shouldn't have been allowed to come out. But No. They're talking. Gosh. Chuck is talking about in this book, it was heavy metal sexist. Heavy metal. Was it? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I think the um, overwhelming answer he's coming up to is, yeah, it was sexist. Was, were the 80s sexist? The answer <laughs> yes. is yes. yes. Was up until like probably 15, 20 years ago, was everything sexist? Yes. And now yeah. we've only down to like, you know, 75% is sexist. Right. Right. But she's only 17. Should have never been allowed. <laughs> Not. <laughs> to make it. I mean, there were worse songs than that put out during that time period. But yes. it makes him sad. It doesn't make it's him. It's creepy. He comes across like a super creep. Yep. Even in that video, like he's, watch that video. Because the reason I went and looked at the video is because, um, who was it? that Was it Simeon that tweeted that? I think it was Simeon Adams? Copeland. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because he had said the reason he heard about Winger is he, that was like his first interview when he was working at a radio station. Was in Kip 80s. Winger, yes. Yeah, with Kip Winger. And he sent a picture of, it's like a screen cap from that video. Yeah. Yeah, and he looks I had creepy in that video. How that much of shot. like a predator he looks! Yes. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he's got that glimmer in his eye in that it's picture. It's something. Yeah. Okay, moving on from there. Uh, so remember, we were these 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 feedbacks are about the quiz. So the okay. next one is Todd Takay at Tooth Takay. I wonder if Brendan in Jersey is referring to this. It sounds like, so this is a quote from Todd. Okay. It sounds like Diane. Is it Diane? <laughs> End of tweet. Ha ha, Todd. I don't even remember that. What is he talking about? Um, I think we were talking about Donna Summer versus Diana, Diane Summer. I was trying to guess Donna Summer. Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking maybe Diane Lane. No, and you the- said it sounds like Diane because I said Diane, and, and then I said, is it Diane? <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. oh, that's two people talking. Okay, that's me. That's, I, that's you me. and me. Yeah. Uh, that you said Diane Summer, and I, and I said it sounds like Diane, and you said, is it Diane? <laughs> right. So he's referring. And now I get it. He's saying that maybe Brendan <laughs> in Jersey's blood pressure rises because of exchanges like that. Well, he's, his blood pressure should have been rising because of young and even old, current Diane Lane. <laughs> yes. Well, now speaking to Brendan in Jersey at Brendan in Jersey, mm-hmm. not only did I listen to this week's quiz without skipping, and then he nice. adds in parenthetically, oh, how great is my magnanimity, 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 
magnanimity. <laughs> magnanimity. Say that word. He basically may. How magnanimous am I? Okay, we'll do there that. There you go. <laughs> but I totally crushed your scores. Magnanimity. Thank you. And Buckaroo Banzai is my ultimate friendship litmus test. Also, I'm sorry, and speaking I'm sorry, of Diane Lane, he said, I also think Diane Lane was 17 at the time. So be yeah. careful what you say and how. <laughs> She's only 17. <laughs> Yeah, and I was mistaken when I said that was her first movie role. She was in Outsiders before that. Oh. With uh, Matt Dillon. That one I've actually heard of, but I don't know yeah. if I've seen it. Ralph Macchio. I probably who should see it. in that? You know who Diane Lane Howell, looked to maybe? me? Like, she looked to me in the pictures from that movie, Banzai, Buckaroo, or whatever it was called. She wasn't in that. I'm sorry. Um, Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire, yeah. She looked like, a, she looked like Mandy Moore to me. Oh, you're hurting my feelings. In in that picture of her singing, maybe it was because she was singing like uh, a... Yeah. Nah. Okay. Uh-uh. Nah. Mandy Moore is no... <laughs> Mandy How Moore is you? no Diane Lane. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. How dare you? I don't know. And also, I'm sure Brendan's going when she said Banzai Buckaroo or whatever it's called. <laughs> He's listening his mind. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I've actually never seen that I movie. I think I want to see Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, I think we should both watch that now because you know he he has pretty good taste and stuff. He's he's going he's into James Bond and stuff, and he he said it's well his no he he has good taste in that, but he listens to our podcast, so he has bad taste in some things. Um, <laughs> he, he so says yeah, it's I'm gonna his watch ultimate it. friendship test, litmus test. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's I think we should watch it. He must really like it, and then never be friends with Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, okay, Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic. I was losing my mind during the quiz, yelling in my car, Birdcage, it's the Birdcage. That movie is underrated, in my opinion, very funny. I've never seen it. I have seen it. I, I wonder if that's funny. his litmus test for friendship. Yeah, maybe. Is if you like is the Birdcage. And then... Well, he said um, underrated. So and then Sully from Boston at Rice Twist responded with this. I couldn't believe they were so wrong. <laughs> About the Birdcage. Birdcage or... Um, Romeo and Juliet. I think it was a whole, a whole. Well, I have a, that. I have, you know, I have a problem with that because, how dare you? I could absolutely believe we were so wrong. Right. I'm. My thought was you couldn't. You couldn't believe we were so wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> um. Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you. John Miller at JKM five six three. Now this is the last one we have about the quiz. Here's what John says. There is a band named Garbage. I thought you were describing the music. There's a band named Garbage? There is? I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Shirley now. Manson. I mean, she's one of the Manson family, right? Say that again. Shirley Manson. She's part of the Manson family, right? She probably is with a name like Manson. Mm-hmm. All garbage. Yeah, she's... This a, podcast is garbage. Yeah, this is all garbage. Or whatever. This is... I think this is garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the last one, of course, we've already talked about food a lot, but you know we haven't talked about Oreos. So, mm-hmm. from Jen Babish at J Bab Sports Chick, she sent us an article from Gizmodo. Uh, it's Gizmodo. called Oreo and Hydrox's 100-year blood feud is heating up over claims of hidden cookies. Did you have people? Wait, have people actually died in this? Have they been like killed? The blood, the feud? blood feud. I think blood feud to me implies somebody was murdered. Isn't blood feud? Do you, don't you think they mentioned blood feud because it's? Didn't we talk about 
Oreo and Hydrox coming from the same family at some point? Probably. Is that what they mean by blood feud? Because I hope it's not death or murder. No, I'm, I'm joking. Yes, it's not about murder. If, I mean, it, I don't know. It is sure. about blood feud. So it could be. Blood feud. That's but apparently like Oreo man. is hiding Hydrox's cookies in the aisles so they won't really? be found. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, you know, I always... I, well, I knew they were hiding them all along because, you know, the orders are so much better that I'm just blinded. I can't even see Hydrox anymore. Yes. So Oreos outshine them by far. The, the, the reason that I don't know about this story is because Oreo doesn't need to hide Hydrox's cookies. Mm-mm. Oreo is no. way above Hydrox as far. I'm not even talking about taste. I'm just talking about popularity and how much. Yeah, brand. Brand, yeah. Mm-hmm. An addiction. Why would Oreo have to hide their Hydrox's cookies? They don't. No, they don't. But apparently Hydrox is making the claim that they were hiding them. This is like a rap feud, like a rap battle. Where yes. Rap East beef, Coast versus like, West Coast. Yeah. Well, but Oreo is like so far out ahead. They just ain't even got to acknowledge Hydrox. That's what I They're think. They're just like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. Hydrox is out here trying to drop bars, you know, coming after Oreo. And Oreo's just like. I ain't even going to acknowledge it. That's what I think. So I don't understand this at all. But I, I did pick out this quote in that article because it made me laugh. One little portion of this quote made me laugh. Mm-hmm. So here's the, this is what the article says. When we reached out to Mon- Mondelez, which is whoever owns Oreo. When we reached out to Mondelez for comment, a company spokesman told Gizmodo that Mondelez, Mondelez is, quote, confident that this accusation has no merit. The Oreo brand is an iconic one with a proud and rich history of delivering great tasting products and exciting innovations to our consumers for more than a century. This focus, and then here's the part that I made me laugh. This focus and our commitment to operating with integrity has made Oreos America's favorite cookie. Close quote. Wow. See, that's why I eat Oreos, because I know that that company is committed to operating with integrity. What is that? Sure. My, well, my commitment to integrity has made me fully confident that no criticism against me matters. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's basically what they said. That's basically what they said. Yeah. They I'm should like, have said, we put cocaine in our cookies, because that's what I think they do. Well, they might. I mean, there's They're been talk super about addictive. that, too. But well, I mean, sugar th- is the new cocaine. Sugar, you heard yes. It here first. Did you Actually, say sh- sugar is the new nicotine. Cocaine, nicotine, any of that. I think in 50 years, People that, if there's humanity still exists and the planet hasn't been set on fire in 50 years, mm-hmm. people will look back like we look back at the 1950s at cigarettes. People in 50 years will look back at us and sugar. Probably. Yeah. But, or at least, at least process like high fructose corn syrup. My beloved Coca-Cola is yeah. going to go the way of Marlboro's, I'm afraid. Well, you know that, you know that Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Might as well still have cocaine in it. It might. It might still. <laughs> but why does trace or- amounts? Trace oh. amounts. It's like the trace amounts of that you know chemical that the poison that they put. Did you see this this past week about the oats? Like oat companies, people who buy the weed and the oats to put in like cereals and like I, I mean Quaker that. and all yeah. these other stuff. About the people were saying, oh, this chemical that they're spraying on there causes cancer, and they're like, oh, it's just trace amounts. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So. I don't want a trace amount of that in my body. No, I don't. And <laughs> Get then rid the, of it. the other thing related to this is a chemical used in Roundup 
the That's weed what I'm saying. killer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also Rachel Ray is being sued for her new dog food called Nutrish. <laughs> N-U-T-R-I-S-H. Nutrish. Oh, I knew how it was spelled. Um, uses this chemical that's used in Roundup. In the dog food? In the dog food. And suppose, I mean, the, the big push behind this is that this dog food is organic and she wouldn't put anything in there that she wouldn't put in her own mouth, in her own, you know, eat. So I want to see she her mind pull trace. a stunt on her show where she opens up the dog food and eats it. She said she already did that. I don't she know. She did? That's what she said. Or where I read somebody, she made a quote that said, she has eaten this food, so people won't, won't think that it's, you know, laced with poison. Wow. So wow. I don't know. I don't know if it's, somebody is suing her, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily in there, you know. We don't know what the outcome will be, but that is the accusation. Capitalism. Yes. It's good up to a point. Now, speaking of Oreo mm-hmm. and capitalism, I guess, mm-hmm. my friend Sarah texted me an article link for Oreo releasing the first ever left-handed pack of Oreo cookies. I, I can't even like engage with this. What is this all about? Now, I'm left-handed. I, I have two kids that are left-handed. And you I, know what we need left-handed versions of? Scissors. scissors. Yeah. Scissors, desks. How about desks in school? Yeah, sure. What you don't need a left-handed Oreo. No, I don't understand this at all. So it apparently the package opens to the right or something, and then you unscrew it the other way. Like, do they? You know make what you it? do? You turn it around, and it opens the other direction. Right. Right. Okay. I guess I can understand why, you know, they want us left-handers to feel included. Um, we left-handers... Was it like recently, like some left-handed day or something like that? That's right. It was Monday. That's why, they're, that's why they're doing this. Yeah. yeah. They're wasting their money on this. What are they doing? We, we left-handers, we have been discriminated against for years. We have figured it out. You know, yes. our life has been rough, and we have figured it out. <laughs> left-handers know how to do things with both hands. We don't need this cookie. Take your cookie. No. And you Guess know. what? Right-handed people know how to do things with both hands, too. But not as well. Oh. In, the most, in most, most left-handers, and left-handers might be listening, they know how to do things with both hands very well. Because they've well, had to adapt. The, you eat the chemically poisoned dog food with your left hand, and I'll do it with my right, and we'll see <laughs> yeah, right. who lives. But what are they doing with this? Left-handers don't need this. We've figured out how to do things. It's marketing and publicity. It's 100% what it is. It's, it's everything. It's everything that they're doing. You're marketing to you know, less than 10% of the population. That's not smart marketing, is it? Less than 10 It's really? Is it really that low, left-handed people? Uh, let's see. This article says, if you happen to be part of the 10% of the population that's left-handed. I don't believe anything that article says. Oh, look at this. If you happen to be part of the 10% of the populations that, that's left-handed, you know you're pretty unique. I thought everybody was unique. I did too. We're all, you know, snowflakes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Just know. Just like everybody else. I don't know what they're doing with this, but I can appreciate somebody finally giving left-handers something, but... Wait a minute. I see left-handed stuff all the time. Wasn't there a left-handed store that sold only left-handed items? Yes, there is a left-handed store. I've seen it at Navy Pier in San no. Francisco. Is that for real? Yes. 
I was making a joke because that's what Ned Flanders does in The Simpsons. It, there's a left-handed store. It's in <laughs> it's really on Navy it? Pier in in uh, San Francisco, I believe. I've been well, in they it. should learn from Ned Flanders because he went out of business, put his fortune into left-handed store, and it didn't work. I think it was called the Leftorium or something like that. Oh, that's not what this one was called. Okay. I don't know what it was called, but not not as good of a name, probably. Oh no, it was probably just called Left-handed. I don't know. The left hander store. I really didn't know it was is less than ten percent. That's or ten percent. This article says ten percent. It's not that yeah, I many. I mean, I guess that is a whole lot of people, but, but still, what we don't need that. We left handers have figured it out by now. We don't need yes. your cookie. I'll just shove that thing in my mouth. What do I need? I don't. It's just dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. <laughs> now, when I if I think about. When okay, you're right-handed. I'm left-handed, but you don't eat the Oreo the way I do. You don't unscrew it, right? I'm sorry. I just heard you're right, and I didn't hear anything after that. <laughs> I unscrew my Oreo to the left. I wonder if right-handers unscrew it Wait. to the right. All right, let's get a better picture of this. Let's get a description. So you're holding it in your left hand or your right right hand. hand. Holding it in your right hand, and you're turning it clockwise or counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. Okay. See, I do. Hold it in the left hand, turn it clockwise. Yeah, so they're saying that this, what are they saying? This Oreo is one that will unscrew easier so you can hold it in your left hand and unscrew it to the right? Surely not. Oh, they're go- talking about the packaging, right? Let me tell you, good is up. This is great. <laughs> well, okay, they're talking just about the packaging. stick it in your mouth or whatever you said before. Yeah, just stick it in my mouth. But, but the packaging does, I think they're talking about the packaging, but if you look at the packaging... Yes. It talks about the. It shows an arrow showing you to how to unscrew it. This is ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Yes. Okay. And and speaking of beyond ridiculous, are you sure that's real? Because yeah. I mean, I know marketing and Oreos especially are ridiculous with other flavor combinations, but even that seems too much for them. It says that you can only order this for a limited period of time. Okay. And it now said that you could, you know, if you wanted to give a special left-hander a present, you don't have to put your own address on the form. You can put their address on the form. I hate and, this kind of marketing so much. And surprise them with the left-handed box of Oreos. So yeah. I guess you have to pay like $3, which is basically shipping, and they'll ship you this left-handed Oreo package. That's so terrible. Just yep. So bad. Just buy a regular pack of Oreos and turn it around the other way. Hey, here's the thing. It's not that, the, it's not that I hate marketing. Because marketing is good in, in for what it's supposed to do. It's good. It's, a, it's, mm-hmm. it's an intuitive. It's not, a, not intuitive. It's a naturally, organically good thing. It's people that mess everything up. <laughs> it's certain people who, because I've, I've seen this before in real life where someone is not trying to market somebody. I mean, something to somebody, but they're trying to convince somebody of something. Mm-hmm. And they come across and say it in a way that is like, doesn't give you a choice. And most people don't question stuff if somebody like above them or somebody like in some any kind of authority over them tells them something. Most people I've found, at least at first, or like from an insurance company, like if the insurance agent says, well, I'm, or the doc or your doctor says, well, here's what you need to do. Yeah. Think and ask a question. Yeah. Because people who are genuinely trying to help you and doing a good job and are good people are fine with you asking them a question and working it out because they want to help you. Mm-hmm. When you ask a question of somebody who's has some sort of power or authority or position above you or, you know, is trying to impart to you some information, if you ask a simple question or go like, well, that doesn't sound really necessarily right, and they like lose their mind or, or like be like, well, or just blow you off, don't deal with them anymore. 
Right. Get somebody better because that and that's that's what to me this when I say marketing, that's what I'm talking about. This type of we're going to impart this. Hey, you should do this for your friends. You know, this holiday, this left handers holiday, you should really be a friend to them and get this for them. Yeah. No, it's a pack of Oreos. I know. Give me a break. Let me just say this about this pack of Oreos. Yes. Whether you're left handed or right handed, if you can't figure out how to open the Oreo container (laughs) with with your non dominant hand, you got other issues. Yeah. Send it to me. I'll eat them, poop them out, and put them in a bag and send it to you for easy opening. (laughs) That'll be next year's state fair food. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oreos that have been processed by the colon. Colon processed Oreos. That's what we're coming up with. Yep. Next year at the yeah. uh, uh, Georgia State Fair. Get us a booth at the Minnesota State Fair. I don't think Georgia has a state fair. Oh, don't they? It's certainly not the biggest in the world like the Minnesota. We got, we got to go big time. I ain't going small time. Well, you probably somebody will correct you about the biggest in the world because I think in the States at least, Texas mm-hmm. makes that claim. Oh, well. But Minnesota's way up. Texas likes to say a lot of things. Yes, they, Yes, they do. Yes, they do. It's bigger in Texas. Is that what it is? Or better in Texas? I don't know. Neither is true. I um the there has probably been at some point some food at that state fair or at a state fair that has been like the coffee beans that are fed through the cat and the cat poops them out. Mm-hmm. There's probably been something like that at some point. So we wouldn't even be a new food. If we're That's selling right. colon, digested Oreos. Pre-digested Oreos. I thought it was colon-infused Oreos. What? Oh, it's both. It's pre-digested colon-infused. Yes. From the hills of Georgia. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Served in an easy opening package. Served on site. Created <laughs> yes. on site. Made on site. Man, I'd have to eat a lot of Oreos for that, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> Okay, this is this is um, going going the way of the toilet. It's gone to go. yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is garbage. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Speaking of tangents, is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Graphics by Jason Fuse. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. I love snow peas, and I love you. Bye-bye.